Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Be good for us to um, open the scriptures together. There's some things I'd like to, to bring out and then I'd like us to respond in worship on a few different occasions this morning because there's a significant time for us to respond to who Jesus is this morning. So I'm going to ask Ethan to continue to play a little bit in the background. So pray for Ethan. <laughs> Musicians are going to come down for a, for a little while. They're going to join me back up on the stage in a minute. But if you could put the first slide up, Katie. You know, we've been looking together, haven't we, at John's letters. And uh, one of the things that I love about John's letters is the extent to which he talks about and refers to and uses the name of Jesus. And you know, names are significant, names are powerful. And John starts by talking about Jesus. This is one of the last letters to be written to the churches. These are late letters. These are ones that come right at the end of um, John's life and at the end of, uh, beyond the end of the book of Acts, around sort of AD 85, AD 90. How are we doing with the slides? Are they working or not? Okay, we'll go sand slides for them. <laughs> but you know, there's something, isn't there, significant about names? I think Shakespeare says, what's in a name? A rose by any other name would smell the same. He sort of says there isn't really much in a name, but actually names are powerful. Names create for us thoughts. Um, they carry some baggage with them as well. Um, there might be some people that you've met in your life that maybe haven't been the kindest to you and their name has therefore tainted other people who carry the same name even though they've got nothing to do with them. I remember when we were growing up, my sister had a problem with another girl who was bullying her. who was about a, a, a year older who was in my school year and I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to don't offend any, any other Tracys in the... I mean... Oh. <laughs> but there was this girl... Tracy Bainham, I pray for her now. She's, I, I trust that she's following Jesus, you know. It's not to diss her now. But for a long time then, the name of Tracy, I kind of like, if I met a Tracy who had nothing to do with Tracy Bainham or my sister, I'd feel a little bit like, what are you going to do next, you know? Or other people, it's going to be, the flip side is, somebody carries the name of somebody that you really love and care about, and all of a sudden you see them in a light that they haven't done anything, but you like them because of their name. And names are powerful. When, when you choose a name for your child, that's a serious responsibility. Sarah and I, we knew Isaac was going to be called Isaac. It was my grandfather's name. We knew the meaning was laughter. That was easy. And we knew that our second baby was going to be a girl because God told Sarah when she was having problems very early on in the pregnancy that your little girl is in perfect health. And so therefore, no scan told us that she was a girl. The Holy Spirit told Sarah that she had a little girl who was going to be perfectly healthy. And so we didn't even think about boys' names, but boy, we really struggled to find a girl's name. We had crisis talks a week after the due date. In fact, it was about this time of year, and we, we went to a neutral location. We went to a pub. I had a, I had a real ale. Sarah had a pudding. Don't worry, Sarah had a pudding. She didn't have a name. And we got the book of names out, and we had seven names and three... Um, we, we said choose three each Cheers. Sarah chose three I chose three there was one in the middle and they were all different none of the names matched 
and none of the names were the name of our daughter, Martha. It was only on the way to the hospital that the kind of, for both of us, the name Martha came. And we're like, that's it, that's the name of our little girl. But the weight on you, when you're choosing a name for a child, what's it gonna be shortened to? What if they marry somebody with this surname? What will that mean? What do their initials spell? There is, names are significant, names are important. And I wanna talk this morning about the most important name of all, the name of Jesus. And it's weighed on me for a while that the name of Jesus is not being used with care or respect or honor in the world. In fact, more and more I hear his name used in a way that is throwaway, that is used as a term of exasperation or annoyance or anger or frustration or whatever it might be or surprise. And whenever I hear his name used like that, it cuts across me. I don't get used to it. The misuse of the name of Jesus. Why? Why is that? Because his name is precious. What he's done for me is precious. It's so powerful and so significant. But it's understandable that if people haven't had that experience yet of who Jesus really is, of how precious he really is, that they're not going to use his name with respect and honor, are they? But that doesn't make his name any less precious. I had a clip that I was going to show from the Antiques Roadshow. If you could just close your eyes and bow your heads for a minute, I'm going to ask who watches the Antiques Roadshow. perfect Sunday night fair, isn't it? They stopped highway with Harry Seacombe. Last of the summer wine is gone. The only comfort TV now is Country File and Antiques Roadshow. It won't hurt you. Unless you worship it. But Antiques Roadshow. And one of the things I love about that show is when somebody has something valued and then they realize that this piece of what they thought was tat, not worth anything, the valuer looks at it and they love to draw out of the crowd, don't they? They love to build up and build up. And you're there, aren't you? You're all sort of these kind of amateur auctioneers. Just for a couple of minutes, you're an amateur auctioneer because you say what you think it's worth. Easily five grand. On a good day, seven. The right people in, you know, head to head, maybe get up to eight or nine. I've never been to an auction. I've watched Bargain Hunt, but that's about as far as it goes. But there's a, a video clip of a man who brings this metal sign to the Antiques Roadshow. And it's been sitting in his garage and he describes it as a sleeper. I don't know whether he's actually using it as a physical sleeper, something to kind of hold stuff up in his garage. But there's this BP sign with a car on it. And he hands it to the auctioneer and it's put up on this frame. And the auctioneer reviews it. She does all her little blurby bits and talks around it. And then she starts to say, how much do we think this is worth? And somebody in the crowd says, 400 pounds. And you can see the guy thinking, oh, that would be nice. And then somebody else, 500 pounds. And she says, well, you're heading in the right direction. The right auction, the right day. This piece would be worth 10 to 15,000 pounds. And he just does this. And then finally he says, I love you, darling. And he kisses the sign. But this, this item that was sitting in his garage that didn't really mean anything, had no value to him, he didn't recognize the significance of it. He was misusing it. And now all of a sudden, somebody had told him the real value of this item. I guarantee you that sign did not go back into the garage. That got buffed up and that was placed on a sill or on a shelf somewhere for pride of place that so every person that came into the house would see this sign of great value, of great importance. 
And you know, while the world is misusing the name of Jesus, my challenge is to us as the church is to not underuse the name of Jesus. It's easy, isn't it, to say uh, and talk about God. Or we can talk about church. Or we can talk about being a Christian. But as soon as you use the name of Jesus, something happens, doesn't it? There's a conversations in other places, people are chatting, and you use the name of Jesus and everything goes quiet, you can hear a pin drop. And in that moment we think, well, I'm never gonna use that name again, I don't want everyone looking at me. But actually, no, we should be using the name of Jesus. And our challenge is this, do we really use his name? Do we, do we really honor the name of Jesus? Rather than challenging people who misuse his name, my challenge to us is this, make sure that you use his name to give him glory. That when something good happens in our lives, we say, that was because Jesus answered my prayer. That's because Jesus healed me. Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven, the work of Jesus. That when provision comes, it might have come from the church, but you know what? It's come from Jesus. So say, Jesus blessed me this week. Jesus was generous to me this week. I prayed and I asked Jesus for healing. Or somebody in church prayed and we prayed for them in the name of Jesus and they were healed. His name is honored. And John talks about the name of Jesus. And he keeps talking about the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus never gets old. We never kind of qualify with Jesus and then we work our way to a different state where his name no longer matters. His name always matters because the name is the name above all names. And I have more issue with us underusing his name than the misusing of his name because if people hear true believers talking about Jesus as who he really is, that's when the change happens. I've asked people not to use his name, people that I've worked with before, and they've honored that, but I don't want them to be afraid of offending me. I want them to meet the one who's of the greatest value, who's the most wonderful person that they could ever meet. His name is Jesus. If you turn in your Bibles to Acts 4, don't worry about the slides, Katie. We can leave them. Not important. Thank you. I'm going to read through a little story in Acts. It's a true story. I just want to add that. <clears throat> and I think on seven different occasions, I will mention the name of Jesus. And my request to you this morning is that when I say Jesus, you say Jesus with me, and you do a special Holy Jesus wave at the same time. Is that okay? We're going to practice this. This has worked with the explorers. The explorers were mega doing this a couple of weeks ago. And for the explorers, I know you've heard this only recently. Please forgive me. But I believe this is really important. I also shared this with the International Life Group recently as well. But I make no apologies. I shared this in Tamworth. I just, it's a, but it's so important. Kerry talked about this last week when we were together. And I believe this is a now word for us as a church. So when I say Jesus, we're going to say it together on three. We'll do one, two, three, Jesus wave. Okay, ready? Are we ready? We're gonna stretch? Tickle the angels? All right, here we go. One, two, three. Jesus! I'm gonna call that one a warm up. Just gonna call that one a warm up, okay? Move the shoulders a little bit. One, two, three. Jesus! His name's gonna be declared in this room this morning, time and again. This isn't a gimmick. This is us declaring the name of Jesus. So Acts 4, Peter and John have healed a man who's been lame. His legs haven't worked for many years, 40 years we find out later, and he's healed in a moment. 
because of the name. While Peter and John, Acts 4 verse 1, New Living Translation, while Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard and some Sadducees. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus, there is a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of believers now totaled about 5,000 men, not counting women and children. The next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. Listen to this. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, talk about a leading question, by what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you build is rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no, other, in no one else. God has given no other name in Western Europe by which we must be saved. Sorry? Oh. God has given no other name in the UK and parts of America and Africa. Where, John? All over. All under heaven. No one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. And they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny they've performed a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name. But Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we've seen and heard. The council then threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. Isn't that a wonderful story? And it's a story that teaches us the evidence of the power of the name of Jesus. There's three things I want us to look at. And after each one, I'd like us to respond in a song that declares the truth of what Jesus and the name of Jesus has done for us. Is that okay? So we're going to share a point now and then we're going to sing together a song that reflects that truth. Then I've got something else I'd like to say. We're going to sing that, a song that reflects that truth. And then I have one more thing to say and then we'll worship together in closing just to honour the name of Jesus together. So I'm going to ask the singers and the musicians to come back up. 
But I want to say this morning that the first thing that we can know, the most powerful thing, truth, we can know is that because of Jesus Christ, because of the name of Jesus, because of the work that he's done. And by the way, do people know what the name of Jesus means? It means salvation. It means Yahweh saves. He is the embodiment of salvation. He's the only one under heaven by which we can be saved. And that's the wonderful thing. Because of Jesus this morning, if you've given your life to him, you are accepted. Accepted by the Father. That we now have a relationship with God, our Father, through Jesus Christ. We say it time and again. We, I know we know this, but, but you're accepted this morning. Not because you've had a good week. It's not like God's tested you and he said, actually, do you know, I've the litmus, lit, litmus paper, just, a, just a, the right color. All right, that's fine. You've done well enough. But you know, not so much. Try next week. We are accepted because of Jesus Christ. It's only by grace that we're saved. Now, that doesn't mean we get to do whatever we want. We're there to follow him, to follow his will. He's Lord. But it's by grace that we're saved. I just want to say this morning that if you've given your life to him, yes, there may be some things the Holy Spirit wants to highlight that you need to put right with him, but you are accepted this morning. You have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. What do they say in verse 11? There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we're saved. It's out of our relationship with Jesus that we live. We're going to stand together right now, and I, I, I'm going to pray and ask that the Holy Spirit reveals to us something new about our salvation this morning as we sing this song. This truth will never get old. This truth will fuel our worship for eternity, so it can't get old. But it's the blood of the Lamb. It's by His blood that we're saved this morning. I'm just going to give each one of us an opportunity right now before Him and say, Holy Spirit, examine us. Test our thoughts. Examine our hearts. Show anything in us that needs to change, that we need to repent of right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you, you come and you show us, lead us to Christ. We want to keep short accounts with you this morning, Lord. I want to give an opportunity before we sing this song that if you've never given your life to Jesus, today is the day to do it. That you can know perfect relationship with God through Jesus Christ. If everybody just close your eyes for a moment, please. If you're here today and you're, you've not given your life to Jesus, but you know that that's something you need to do, I would like to give you an opportunity now to respond, to just raise your hand so that I know that you're ready to do that right now. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way among us right now. Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to you. Open eyes, open ears, open hearts. Spirit of God, hallelujah. We're going to respond to him right now with gratitude of the work that he's done in our lives. We're going to sing Jesus, beautiful Savior, God of all majesty, risen King, Lamb of God. He's our blessed Redeemer, the bright morning star. You know, the bright morning star is the light, the star that shines just before sunrise. It tells us that the sun is risen. 
that as a new day is born for us, we're going to worship Jesus together and sing this together. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, beautiful Savior. You know, it's, it's a joy to stand from this vantage point and see people in this room who only in the last month have given their lives to Jesus. Some people have been Christians a long time, some a short time, but we're all accepted this morning. We're all saved. We're all brought into this perfect relationship with the Father because of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Just take your seats for a moment. We'll be, we will be on our feet again in, in just a minute, but... We have this relationship with God because of Jesus, the name of Jesus. And here's the other thing, we also have fellowship with one another this morning, an association. There's something in this, with each person in this room that joins us that's far more than geography. It's definitely not dress sense. It's definitely not what music we like. It's definitely not our ages or our interests. There's a wonderful diversity. It's not our nationalities. Something far more significant joins us together this morning. That we are in Christ together. We're in Him. We're associated. Every man and woman that has given their life to Jesus becomes part of His body, part of His universal church. I'm so glad Living Rock Church is not it. It's part of it. And we're here to play our part. But we must never, ever see ourselves as a, a camp that is opposed to any other camp. We're not here to outdo anyone else. We're not here to see more people saved than any other churches in the area. It's not about competition. When John the Baptist and Jesus were baptizing people in the Jordan River, and Jesus hears that some people had turned it into a tally contest, a competition, a, Baptist, a baptism off, whatever you call it, Jesus was like, I'm off. It's before he meets the woman at the well in Sychar, in John 4. Jesus has got nothing to do with competition. We're in Christ together this morning. We should pray for our Christian brothers and sisters in the county, in, in, in the nation, in the world. And you know, it's our love for one another that reveals that Jesus is alive, that Jesus is who he said he is. I love this statement in, in Acts 4. It says, the members of the council, verse 13, were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see they were ordinary men with no special training. Does anybody relate? No special men. No, 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 sorry, they were ordinary men with no special training. By the way, if you have got special training, that's not an issue. But it's not about training. It's about who they had been with. Yeah. Recognized them as those who had been with Jesus. I think John and Peter had very different temperaments, very different attitudes, very different perspectives. But they were men who were with, with Jesus, and as a result, they went everywhere together. They were covenant brothers together. And I want to say this, we don't always get on with one another. We may not always like one another. There may be things that we have to overcome. But because we're in Christ together, then we have no choice than to put things right with our Christian brother and sister. Because we have a name that's more important than my name. 
I might feel like my name's under attack by somebody else, but if they're a believer, I've got to put things right because our names are in Christ. And that matters way more than my name, my reputation, or anything else. Our fellowship is in Him together. And I'd like for us to sing this next song, Lord, I stand in the midst of the multitude from those from every tribe and tongue. We are your people, redeemed by your blood, purchased from death by your love. Can we stand together? I just want to say right now, if there's a need for you to put something right in your own heart, this is the time to do it. And if you need to speak to somebody after the meeting, make that your first priority. Because there's no place for division in the body of Christ. We're going to sing this song together. Lord, I stand in the midst of a multitude. Amen. Just take your seats for one last segment. We know we worship Jesus out of relationship. He brings us into relationship. We use the name of Jesus in fellowship with one another. And here's the other thing. We use his name under his lordship. There's an authority and a power in the name of Jesus that will transform every situation, every circumstance, every heart, every life. The answer is not in the conservative party or the Labour Party, or the Liberal, can't even say the names. It's implied Cymru, no it's not. The Kingdom of God is not political, it's not geographical, it's not ethnic, it's His Kingdom, it's heavenly. And it impacts the whole earth. And where Jesus is King, the Kingdom of God has come in power and authority. Do you remember what we, we read? These men were preaching something in verse 2, they, the leaders were disturbed. Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus, there is resurrection of the dead. Resurrection life, Zoe life, the life of God, divine life, is released through the name of Jesus. This morning, we baptized Joanne. There she is. Give us a wave, Joanne. Joanne was baptized this morning. <laughs> Her old life was buried, and she came out to the waters full of the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It says in verse 10, let me clearly state to all of you and to all people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. The power in the name of Jesus, resurrection power, healing power, miracle power. The church gathers together later on when this persecution begins because of his name. We can expect persecution because of his name. I didn't get such a big hallelujah, but I get that. But we have to know that there will be opposition when we use his name. That there will be life, there will be power, there will be healing, there will be salvation, there will be miracles. God's kingdom will come, but the enemy will always want to stand and fight against that. And our battle isn't against flesh and blood, it's against principalities and powers in the heavenly realms. And when we use the name of Jesus, we're speaking with spiritual power and dynamite. And the prayer of the church, after they know persecution is coming, is, Lord, give us boldness. Don't let us shrink back at this time, but give us boldness. Stretch out your hand with healing power and miraculous signs and wonders. May they be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. 
And it says after that, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And the building shook and they went out and they preached with boldness. You know, when we come to his name, we use his name, the name of Jesus. There's a, a, a funny story in, in Acts. The sons of Sceva, has anybody heard of them? Seven men who try and go around using the name of Jesus as like a magic word to try and cast out demons. And a man is possessed by a demon. And they come up to him and they say, come out of him in the name of Jesus. And the demon through the man says, I've heard of Jesus and I've heard of Paul, but I don't know who you are. And the man attacks them. And he batters these seven men. And they run out battered and naked out into the street. It's more than just using his name. It's out of relationship with him that we use his name. It's in fellowship with one another that we use his name. And it's under his lordship that we use his name. And because of that, we then have authority. As we come under his authority, we now have authority. And so we're going to sing our last song together. It's a little mashup, actually, a couple of songs. Can we just stand together? Because I don't want to say anything else. We're going to finish with with a, 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 a time of, of worshipping Jesus together. But I'm expectant right now that as we recognise again the relationship that we have, the acceptance that we have, as we look again with the fellowship and the association that we have and a fresh sense of unity together, and as we submit to his lordship, that the name of Jesus is going to be glorified in this room this morning. I believe people will know a change because of the power of the name of Jesus. And you might be with somebody today and you just feel as we're singing and worshipping that you want to pray for them and bless them in the name of Jesus. That's fine. You might feel you just need to appropriate that for yourself and declare it over your, your own life or your family. But this is a time right now. I believe there's fresh faith. The Holy Spirit wants us to, in the right way, He wants us to use the name of Jesus this morning so that Jesus is glorified. Jesus is glorified. So we're going to sing What a Beautiful Name some of the songs that go with that just want to encourage each one of us to engage with that and to use the power and the authority that we have in his name you were the word at the beginning one with God the Lord most high when the world meets you this afternoon the world meets you tomorrow when your neighbor meets you and your colleague meets you and your family your friends meet you they're meeting Jesus they're meeting the Christ in you. They're meeting the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Christ Jesus, the one who raised him from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand, lives in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, we're going to do one last song in the background. We'll feel free to stay and sing, or if you need to move, that's fine as well. If you're a visitor or a guest, we'd love to meet you in the corner. If you're here today and you've not given your life to Jesus, please don't leave. I would love to speak with you to talk about what it means to give your life to him. But we're just going to sing, Oh, come let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.